Welcome everyone to the Spectrum of Health podcast. I'm Dr. Christine Schaffner, and today my guest is my dear friend, Bobby Vogel, and we're going to be talking about etheric medicine. I also share a personal health story that I have recently gone through, and Bobby was really influential in helping me get help and go through this healing process that I um, went through this summer. So I was very excited to share her work and my story, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. So, Bobby, I've been so excited about this podcast and conversation and welcome. Me too. I can't wait to dig into this. So excited. Yeah. So, you know, let's just maybe start from the beginning in your journey a little bit, and then we'll weave in how we met. But I really want to introduce you and etheric medicine and really how you came to do the work you do today. So just begin wherever you'd like. Okay. Yeah. So, well, what really got me my attention to doing the work that I now realize in hindsight that I've always been doing, even as a paramedic, as a realtor, as, you know, being able to sense and see and feel energy and intuit what's going to happen next or what needs to happen. I always, what I realize now as well is that being able to be in that space, I always believed was a trauma response. And this is the first time I'm actually talking about this because this was a new spirit teaching for me as I'm healing every day, like everyone else. I was like, wow, yeah, I guess my entire life as an adopted kid with a lot of trauma and all these things, I just thought that I was very sensitive to the environment, you know, as a trauma response, right? Because that's what you're told, right? Is this sort of like textbook psych 101 is, oh, you have PTSD. So you notice everything about your environment. Well, now I understand that may be true as well, right? But as I, the more I've healed, actually, the more I've become connected to the truth, right? So when the trauma has cleared out of my space, I'm sort of like, you know, it's actually amplified (laughs) and it's still here for sure, you know? And so now in my work, this is just what I'm, where I'm guided to start today in my work, that spirit gave me the name etheric medicine. When I asked, what is this I'm doing? And you know, what, what, what can I call this? You know, etheric medicine, this is years ago. And now I say medium for the soul, mind, and body, not just for the, you know, people on the other side, you know, who have crossed over, but for people who are living as well. And people might think it's this, but like I I commune with organs, I commune with the, the energy around people's space around the etheric body, in the etheric body, I commune, I commune with the unconscious mind, the human mind, all these things come into play when, because it's your architecture, you know, it's the vibrational architecture. So this is how it's easily explained for me because my work can't be explained and like, well, I do this and this, Mm -hmm. and everyone fits in this box is really like nobody fits in any one box as we know. Right. So then, so how I got more and more connected to this was I was a top producing realtor in the Bay Area for, you know, 18 years after I was a paramedic in Chicago and Oakland. And and I was pre-med when I was 20 and I wanted to be a doctor my whole life. And, you know, I just keep re-emerging. And so I found myself 
finally moving to Venice Beach, mm. California, from the Bay Area, something I'd always wanted to do. And so I went and did that. I moved my high needs, you know, special needs son to a, a care facility closer to me as well. A lot of things went crazy. It's a lot to speak about, but, you know, he, within days of me moving, they kicked him out and he needed far more care, you know, than I'm equipped to give. And I couldn't go to work as I was re- trying to get my footing in an LA market. <laughs> Real estate market is very different animal, you know, than the Bay Area. And so one thing led to another and I had to turn my Mercedes Benz, you know, into leave it in the parking lot at Ross on Lincoln in Lincoln Boulevard in Venice Beach and take my Bobby V license plates off of it and walked home to the this place and I, there was a sheriff sticker or eviction sticker on the door. I didn't have any money, I have no family. Um, both my parents are on the other side. My dad was killed when I was 20. My mom died. She always likes to come in and correct me. I've been saying 20 years now, and she's like, 19. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, mom, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and so I had been doing a lot of work. I thought a lot of healing is, I've had so, a lot of trauma and all these things. So I was always, you know, connected to healing and, but never connected to like God, you know, the sense of God, I was raised Catholic and things. And so I literally began saving my son's meds because they would plummet my blood pressure. We didn't have food. I didn't know everything I was doing before, you know, in the Bay area, people called me Midas. And because they say every house you touch turns to gold. You know, I remember one realtor saying, I had clients in the car and I was rolling up to this house and I saw your car and she was like, oh, that house is already gone. I promise you. <laughs> you know? So, and, and I was, because it, it was, it, it was a gift to connect homes to, you know, the soul of a home to the soul of a person, which we can talk more about. And I was here trying to utilize every tool I had ever used before. Everything that, you know, made me Midas. And I was grateful. I was always very humble. I was always on as much like I'm in my own, everybody, how do you do that? How did you do that? How are you top producer with your hair all messy and you're wearing flip-flops and sand, you know, like all of these, like, what are you doing? You know, I'm like, where being me and caring about people. (laughs) And that's it. So I couldn't, I had no money, no nothing. And I was scared shitless. I was depleted. I was terrified. I couldn't help my son. I couldn't, you know, all these things. And so I was ready to leave and got my son to school. He had never been in a regular school in his life, but he would go and he was there a few hours and this was a Wednesday and my plan was to leave, you know, the planet, leave my body on Monday. And I found myself in my room, like with a pillow in my hand, literally, and boogers just pouring from my face on it. It was a mess. And I was literally throwing the pillow, beating the wall in my bed. And I was screaming and like agony. 
And I heard myself say, what the did I do? Am I this bad? Am I this big of a piece of shit? Like mm-hmm. that I, that this is, I, this is how I meant to live. What did I do? Mm-hmm. What did I do? <laughs> you know, already having, you know, like the deep sense of loneliness and separation from being, you know, not like my entire life for all a million reasons, but I really was like, holy shit, I'm really alone and I don't, I can't get up. And so I heard myself say, God fucking help me. And this is the first time. Right. And, and with so much like in earnest, you know what I mean? I said, I I was like, help me. And I, I, I asked, Am I this big a piece of shit? Am I supposed, I remember I said, am I supposed to come hit the reset button because I'm so far off track? Mm. And I, did I, am I that off what I should be doing or it because of things I've done? Like, I don't know, but I, and I'm okay with coming back. I just need to know, is that what I'm supposed to do? And I began, as I was saying this, I began having a sense that I was really having this conversation when I look back on it now. And I, and I said, because not to give you an ultimatum, God, right? Like, I'm sure, I'm sure you don't appreciate that, or maybe you do, I don't know, but but I'm leaving. And also now that you know time, right? Because there is no time in that realm. Um, it's a, it's our human, you know, physical world thing. But I said, I'm going to come back on Monday. I'm going to reset. I'm hit because this is intolerable and I'm over it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even know the next thing to do. And so please let me know if that's what I'm supposed to do because I'm fine. And then I heard for the first time and I, I always hesitate to say, cause I've learned through all of my talks that I've done and anything that I shares, this was how it happened for me. And when I say heard, I ask people, please do not focus on the hearing mm. It's going to pull you off the track. You're being heard. Trust me. You know, I know that now, but I'm just expressing this was a life or death thing. So I had to hear it. Right. Mm-hmm. Guys, like it's it, and nobody, you know, and so that for me, I, it was, I had to have that level of concrete intervention and I heard not God and it remains like here for me. And I heard off to my left, you still have healing to do. And in my, with my human mouth, I said, it just came out. I said, it's not that I'm trying to renege on it, on healing. I just don't know what it is. Mm. Please help me. I want to do it, it, you know? And that's when I began understanding from this soul level place that my humanity was connected to a higher my soul right because I began wanting in that moment I wanted to honor and began having a sense that like I had said I was gonna heal something 
And it just was, it was just became, I just, it was, an, it's a, it was a higher knowing that came in as I began having this conversation with God and, and my guys in, in an emergency situation. And I said, please lead me to it and through it, whatever it is, I want to do it. Mm. And I try to tell people that that is literally the first thing that we all need to do. Mm. And it's not rocket science. It's not, you know, it, it's, it's, it is that. It is if you can come in and, and I'm, you know, maybe talking in circles, that's how I talk, but because <laughs> I cha- I bring in what's important. You have to say it's that simple, but like, it's that simple. Mm. You don't have to buy anything. You don't have to take a supplement. You don't have to do plant medicine. Although, you know, we can talk about, you don't have to do anything, but be humble enough to being asked. Stand there in your, in your humanity mm-hmm. and ask for help because you brought an army with you. You brought an army, every one of us. Because we are light beings. We are spirit and body. Mm. We are guided by spirit out of the body. Makes sense, right? Mm. And, you know, my medicine only works because that's the truth. Mm. If we weren't all light beings, this medicine and other people's, you know, it's not just, but it's, I'm speaking about what I, my purpose here is, and (laughs) I found my way here. It only works because we are all vibrational light beings, divinely guided 100% of the time. And that's what I call faith. So in that moment of despair and brokenness, I had to be stripped mm. to that place for me to be like, oh, my God, I'm not alone. Mm. For the first time, literally in my life, and this only happened eight years ago, I lose track eight years ago, I think. So it's not this, you know, my whole life has changed and is what it is today because I still say the same thing every single day. Every day I say, please lead me to and through whatever it is I said I would heal and continue on my life purpose. Who can I help? There's no other question to be asking. And so from that place, I did, you know, we could talk about that forever, I guess, but because it's such an important thing they're saying, you know, I is before we came on, Christy and I, we we called in our guides and all the powers that be and people on the other side who are here for this conversation. And we asked what is in the highest good of everyone that will be called to listen. And so as I'm speaking, I just want it's clear and I want to share with people that what what is this that is in the highest good and this is what's coming forward. And I just honor that. So I don't come on with an agenda <laughs> other than helping as as you. That's why we're so it's how we became such good friends, right? We both it's just like coming from the same heart of service and purpose. And so 
in that moment where faith was born for me, knowing that I am divinely guided 100% of the time, it's not a religious statement, and God is non-denominational, I was guided, so I, I went on, and I was like, okay, but so today's Wednesday, and I'm leaving, you know, so what's going to shift, right? And I was guided to um, days clicked by, and even though I'd had that moment, I still wasn't clear, really, right? And then Saturday, a few days from my departure, somebody showed up from that was one of my friends from Chicago out of nowhere and said, Hey, can I take you to lunch? And I was like, Food? Yes, <laughs> you know, but nobody knew. No, not I didn't share, which is unusual for me because I, I'm very like, hey, I'll talk about anything. I'm really bad at surfacey conversations. And so we went to lunch and we talked about surfacey stuff. I didn't share anything about my son, about my circumstances, my plan. And randomly, after she had paid the bill and stuff, she's like, Hey, have you heard of Agape? And I thought it was a Mexican restaurant. I just and I so I didn't have any interest because I was like number one I don't have any money to eat there number two I'm leaving in two days (laughs) so I didn't say that I was like no I haven't I heard of that restaurant she's like no it's you know Michael Beckwith I'm like "Uh, I don't know Michael Beckwith she's like you know from the secret I'm like don't know the secret you know and so I that was that and I went home and Sunday came and I became more and more relieved you know, that I was leaving. And I know from being a paramedic, that's the moment where it's like, you know, people who typically they don't talk about Mm -hmm. it, it, they just do it. And I've been on a lot of calls for both instances, you know, somebody who succeeded and somebody who didn't. And um, that's what I've learned. And I've also learned that from um, souls on the other side. I grabbed my computer on Sunday morning and I just pulled it on my laptop and I Googled this agape and I just long short, I jumped in the car. We got there late. I, when they opened the doors, um, cause they were meditating, they opened the doors and they were like standing room only like 2000 people. I was like, Oh, this guy's a big deal. This might go back. <laughs> Michael guy, you know, <laughs> you know, and I was like literally in my like shorts that I slept in and my hair. I don't even think I had brushed. And there were two seats in a standing room. Only people were lining the back, and I so I went and I sat there, and literally within seconds, and my son was very disinterested in even being there. But within seconds. I and I always say I wish I knew the date of that actual talk because then I know now this is absolutely what happens as is possible. But it was like he was channeling my parents and God, and that that when my experience on Wednesday was somehow known, and all the things that I was thinking about literally and my circumstances and everything, 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 he was, it was coming out of his mouth. That's what I mean. It's like, I don't know if it really was, but that's what I was hearing. And and that was like the sealer for me. So you take Wednesday and you take that. And I just, 
trying not to snort cry. You know what I mean? <laughs> like my shirt was soaking wet. I was like, <laughs> like I couldn't, it was that my body was just, my gut was shuddering because I was like, oh, okay, that was a real like pulling my head out of the toilet. <laughs> you know, like, all right, you get it? You know, <laughs> and even after, even though I was evicted after that, and you know, we had to leave, and it, you would look at the situation and be like, Well, not much has changed. I'm like, Oh, no, a lot changed for me. I knew I wasn't alone for real, and that I was literally being guided and told that I would continue to be as long as I ask. And you know, that's one of the things that's happening right now for, for all of us, for people out there, is like, you're not asking people aren't asking and that's not a judgment that's what i know from the guides and spirit is like people aren't asking like they're busy doing something else so or thinking something else is more important so i began just walking up and down the beach every morning with my journal saying god help me god help me god help me, god help me. and people would intervene and like get us an Airbnb or give us money for food or these other things. It's such a long story, but then I began connecting with, I did ayahuasca Mm. and that for me was when I re-witnessed a lot of my trauma. Mm -hmm. I actually, I was in it again. And then I, was able to be witness. And from that place of witnessing, A, I got to make a different choice, which I think is a really powerful, at least that's how the medicine Abuelita worked for me, is that I was guided to take my power back Mm. by by changing the outcome. Mm. It's fascinating, but that's how it worked for me. And I also watched this kid me somehow surviving all of these things and I was like god she's a badass (laughs) oh that's me (laughs) you know like wow and I began to be understand as I was taught in the in and continued on this teaching as I still am that like I watched my soul choose these experiences and spirit just continued to build on that initial teaching for me because little did I know I was always on my way here mm-hmm. to this etheric medicine. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I was being taught as I'm spirit taught, I was taught these initial things, and then spirit just builds on my already knowing from all my other lives. And which is why I was like, oh, I want to be a doctor because I've been, you know, doctor in other lives and surgeon and all these other things. And so I realized, and this is what I try to help people with or, you know, understand is that we're, you know, we're so strong and powerful and that if we can trust our soul as much as our soul trusts our humanity, it's a game changer. Mm. and there's such a separation people think and the illusion is that there's a separation there 
you know, that's why the biggest, um, but mind, body, soul is like, you know, that really does mean something. It's not just a great marketing thing Mm -hmm. to say. It's true that your soul self is connected to all that is your body, your human mind, the unconscious mind, you know, that's the place in which I work. Like it's all part of the architecture and it all, when it gets misaligned for a million different reasons, and then our beliefs that are derived from our traumas or things people said or told us we were, or we were, or we this, or we that, it all resides in our, I say, etheric body and the space around us. Mm-hmm. which is and a lot of it in the unconscious mind that the soul will reveal in divine timing the soul will give like rat on the unconscious mind <laughs> <laughs> you know just not really it's not ratting but it's like no it's time for that to come up here because now it's stagnant and dense and it's creating disease, mm. illness, discomfort, whatever it is. I know. I hope I'm making sense here. You are. And yeah. And so back to the, the, the ayahuasca, I came out of that very empowered, mind blown and empowered, but I, I didn't like, and told that I was a healer in that not at during that evening but I never I didn't like run you know drive down the hill and get a shingle to hang and buy beads and all those things I really just I held the experience within myself as for myself and with all this unconditional love that I was surrounded by with my guides, God, parents, and these amazing, um, you know, beings that were with me through that night. And I just continued doing that. And and then down the road, I was told to find a teacher. And and then Linda Howe popped up, you know, the Akashic Records uh, queen. And I'd known her in Chicago years ago. And so I was like, oh, there she is. And And the Akashic Records, for me, the very first time, because we needed, sometimes we need steps or we need this tool or whatever, but the very first time I connected, I just, I was like, oh, I've been, always been communicated with, I just didn't think it was this easy. Like, Mm -hmm. I didn't think it would be so clear, Mm -hmm. you know, and so I started just doing sessions on me, just, oh, I just opened records for me, my continued healing. And then I, somebody sent a friend of a friend of a friend. And like, I did this session in my garage (laughs) with somebody else. Treatment room. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. My treatment. I had created like this little sanctuary in the last, my final flip, I was renovating properties. I still was doing that. I, I wasn't doing, I wasn't a healer. I didn't, I, I cause I was like, well, I don't want to be poor again. Mm-hmm. Like I've just like, I re I, I came up again from the ashes and I'm renovating houses and I'm back in real estate as like a healer. What do you mean? Like, I'm not going to go without food again. Cause I believe that, you know, mm-hmm. anyway, then 
it became evident in that moment that I'm really supposed to be doing these two for other people because it was such a profound experience. At, at that time, it was somebody who couldn't conceive. It's amazing. And that's when my mediumship gifts were kind of revealed or whatever we want to call them. It's just, it just, it's like, it's hard. It's like, I've always had this, you know, team as we all do, but like, they've all been trying to get my attention. They're like, go do that. <laughs> what you said you were going to do. Whatever, you know? So let's turn the dial up on this and make it glaringly obvious. And so phenomenal. I mean, I could talk for hours about all these incredible teachings, you know, but when people started showing up on my door with illnesses, that's when um, the first time somebody came, she, she was level 10 pain every time she went to the bathroom for 11 years, young, like 32 at the time, since she had an 11 year old daughter and then a younger son. And she had tried everything, which is how it used to years ago, you know, people had to be like, I tried everything. So I'm going to give you a shot. <laughs> but now it's thank God, you know, it's, it's, it's just more clear how powerful working, you know, with Western medicine or, you know, naturopathic medicine together with spirit medicine is key because it, it works for people. But um, she was my first client where I couldn't remember the prayer to open the Akashic records, which I went into a panic because I thought I needed that. Not really outward panic, but I was, she was laying on a table in my living room and I sat because at the time I had to be at the head and scan the body. That's just how I was taught. And so I, I was doing that and I was like, oh my God, the prayer is completely out of my mind. And then the spirit's like, you don't need it. And that woman went down and then her grandmother came through and God came in on that one. And I was like crying. And because like my etheric, I had doc spirit doctors flanking me like on both my sides and guided me to, and I was like stepping around her, you know, dead grandmother, like dead but as a spirit, you know, her grandmother, I'm like, pardon me. I just got told to move. So I walked around her. <laughs> she was on my right. And then I scooted a little more. And, the, and these doctors were literally showing me what to do first. And then it was like handing me the scalpel. Like that's how it basically showing me and then helping me understand why. And I was asking them. Mm-hmm. That was, you know, because when I'm in that space, it wasn't weird to me. It's just, oh, this is the truth. This is real. Because mm-hmm. it is real. This is the illusion, this physical world. And so as they were teaching me, I was asking them questions. Mm-hmm. And I found that I could form the question to ask. Like, it, I just was like, I was asking super, like, questions and getting the met doctor answer. And then doing what I was being shown to do. And in that session, my hands, not my physical, but my etheric hands, because I was 
moving things and I was icing things and I was like, it was just phenomenal. And at the time I was like, yeah, of course I'm doing this. I mean, <laughs> duh, isn't weird? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was just like, wow. And I had tears running down my face. My eyes were closed and I had, I, my hands went straight through her body at one point, my etheric hands. I didn't know they were etheric hands. I should say that. I had no idea what, what how that was happening. Mm. And it scared me. Mm. Etheric medicine came that very same day, but I didn't know. And I, my hands went through and I like opened my eyes because I, it was so real. And then I heard, this is God's work. Mm. And I was like, you know, wow. okay. And I, I still, you know, every day know that. And it's, and I am, I ask the questions. I continue to do that. And, and um, that's when, I asked after the lady went, she went down to a level three and then she went down to zero pain for the first time in 11 years. And they were going to cut her bladder out and do all these things. And she went and dumped like 40 pounds and looked amazing. They're living La Vida Loca somewhere in Idaho, I think. (laughs) Yeah. And I said, what is it? What should I call this? You know, to, and how do I find people to help? And they said, a theory of medicine. So I, bought that on GoDaddy immediately. And then I Googled it. (laughs) And then they said, we will send you the people that we need you to help. Mm. And here you are. Yeah. Here I am am in, in my dream clinic. And, you know, I mean, there's so much to say about, you know, um, devotion to the soul, to your soul. And, the vehicle of your humanity Mm. to fulfill every reason for coming here and to be able to understand that, you know, as hard as it is to grab, you know, to accept is that, is that, you know, there really is a purpose in everything. We're talking about now they're segueing into cancer, talking about, well, we call it density being called cancer, something that's, shall we say, troubling Mm -hmm. right now is that in this frenetic space of the health and wellness and like that this is the only relevant uh, quote unquote profession or purpose or whatever on the entire planet right now, Mm -hmm. everyone is wanting to clamor or, you know, get into their higher mind. And that's the biggest goal is being your higher mind. And it's, it's fascinating because even Buddha said the goal is to be in your humanity 80% of the time and in your higher self 20% of the time. Mm. And what I know the guides told me very clearly, my peeps is, is, you know, well, cause I ask, well, how do, how can I, what is there to be understood about this like epidemic? You know, that what's happening right now is we're all moving into this new place. And the reason and what came through was that people have always been in so much pain in their humanity. 
that underneath the everything else, it's a, it's a clamoring to get to this place where that you think there's not going to be pain in it. But your soul took a body to experience the pain and the pain has purpose. So to want to have this notion that the goal is to reach this, I see it as like a mountain, like a cliff or like a side of a, you know, that you would rock climb the side of is the focus is on that. And people want it so bad that they're trying to sidestep the whole beautiful point of all of it. Like with, I work with so many cancer clients, patients, and I'm seeing so many of them actually put their own healing to the side by, you know, consuming information, podcasts, books, summits, whatever, all the stuff that's out there and think, oh, this is the purpose of my cancer to go teach other people how to heal it. Mm. <laughs> and it's not a judgment, but this, I literally am like hands on my face in the in sessions. I'm like, what about you healing though? <laughs> I mean, your body is holding density that is duplicated into your physical body. We can talk about that. The etheric body, everything that, you know, your my knowing around this is that every lifetime, every experience, every trauma, everything resides in, in your etheric body. It's, it travels with you through time. And so every unhealed, everything, environmental, whatever, mm-hmm. false beliefs, other, you know, all this stuff, it resides there. And we didn't know, or some of us, you know, that it's our responsibility to clear our their body, our light body, our quantum body, whatever you want to call it. But it, uh, it, it, it's, it needs to be, it's our responsibility to tend to it. And the only way to get our attention to begin tending to ourself and our reason for being here is, is you know, so it duplicates into the hologram called the physical body. And then you have cancer or autoimmune or all the other things. And the focus is so much on the physical then Mm -hmm. that it's what's coming is that, you know, so we think that taking physical things, you know, everything, of course, supplements given in the right, you know, way or, or with these other things, cannabis is unbelievably intentional. I I commune with cannabis. I had to learn a lot about it because I thought it was just, you know, what I smoked in high school and I didn't, (laughs) it never never went well. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not not motivated, (laughs) but it's not, you know, but that the focus is so much on, well, if I just parade my physical body with all of these things and then I leave my physical body to it and I go out here and I seek something else and it'll just you know do it on its own but it is true that if we create the right environment for both our etheric and our physical bodies then our body does have this innate ability Mm -hmm. we must be with it Mm -hmm. fully with it and Mm -hmm. care only about what it needs and what 
what is in here? What do I need to heal? You know, it's such a private journey. I want to let you channel and share all this in such a profound story. And I know this will be the first of many conversations. So I'm I'm listening and I, there's many directions we can go right now, but I feel there's a point where, you know, in my work and what I've observed, I've been doing this for 12 years. And, you know, before this, obviously all the things that led me to this work and I've had a, you know, I've had a very mental construct of knowing the non-physical and studying it and trying to understand it and trying to give people language around it and guide people and looking at the root cause might not just be physical and your physical body is a barometer for this etheric blueprint. I didn't call it that, but you know, the, all the things, right. That you've just shared and like what you've shared and what I feel really called to share today is just, you know, my personal experience, because you can think about things all the time and read books and, you know, try to have this very mental model. But when you have an experience, you know, everything changes, right? Everything changes because you have a knowing, you know, in a, a deep level. Yeah. It's not just written, it's it's an experience. And, you know, as we're sharing this, hopefully the people are listening, they're they're going through their experience right now, those who are really yeah. on this healing journey. And so, you know, your mission you shared, I was divinely guided to you announced to me at the time at the at the perfect timing and we got to give a shout out to Aaron Aaron Smith who I know right so she saw me speak at Paleo FX and she pulled me aside and she said Christine you need to talk to Bobby Vogel and because I was talking about the biofield and the future of medicine and how we have to acknowledge right that we're more than just our physical and then you know the energy light and the frequency and these concepts of coherence and you know how we're all this unified fabric of fascia that connects to the field you know like all the things I like to geek out on and geek out, yeah. you know try to understand and just share you know and when I get the opportunity to speak I just kind of share what I'm trying to understand myself and she felt really called and again she'll have a story that she might share with us on another day right everywhere that she was really guided to come to this talk like she she had to work to get to this talk it wasn't like easy it was like she went she listened to her she blew her, off some things yeah, yeah she blew off some big things you know <laughs> I was very honored I was like wow yeah. you know and she um but she was following she's somebody that you know I've come to know and love that really finds follows her inner compass and she trusted that so you know I'm busy and I love you know like oh wow somebody who could help my patients and I always try to experience the medicine myself so have that experience right and so I connect with you and I remember it was a Thursday we were supposed to speak on a Monday I believe and something you felt so bad you personally called me which I thought was so nice that you had to reschedule because your flight had gotten changed because oh, yeah. we were going to France and now oh, yeah. the time where flights get changed because why not yeah. <laughs> and so I was like oh no we'll just go you know Thursday we'll make time so it was Thursday and you know we connected right away and you showed like you just showed up and you shared and my grandmother Marie that Anne Marie's named after came and um part of my experience that just ended today um was this two-year legal battle that was quite you know tra- tragic and heart-wrenching and 
you know, totally horrific on so many levels. And so you were, you know, starting to guide me in that direction and share and, you know, give me a lot of sense of hope and understanding there. And then I was just amazed because I was like, wow, she's really tuned in because she, she knows stuff, you know, (laughs) it was like embedding you like, okay, she knows some stuff. (laughs) And so then, um, you know, I had my experience and then, you know, life happened. Um, you know, I, I've shared this with my patients, but not with my, you know, community, but I have this beautiful four-year-old daughter and I very much in my heart want her to have a sibling and my husband and I would like another child. And I was, you know, I've gone through the stress, right? So I just thought it was the stress. And so I um, started to notice I wasn't having my menstrual cycle and it was like really lingering um, out. And you know, I was just like, oh, it's just stress. Cause that can be a little bit my tendency. And I would like go to a dispenser and get my period and then wouldn't have one for like, you know, like months, you know, like, so I'm like, okay. You know, so, um, you know, my husband and I had decided to just see, you know, a doctor who is a specialist in fertility. I mean, I'm 41. So we're just like, okay, what are we working with at least? Let's just look. Right. And so I go through that process and it winded up in me getting an MRI And it was something that, you know, I was open to doing and I got my MRI that Monday that we were supposed to talk and, you know, had a sense, like, I thought maybe there was something there, but not anything major. Like maybe I had like a prolactinoma or something that was just interfering with things and we'd figure out how to manage it and blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, um, I had everything kind of lined up like the next day I talked to my doctor in the morning and, you know, my husband was there and, you know, I could see, you know, I'm a, a doctor myself, so I could see what she was about. She was kind of like intense about what she was going to deliver. And, you know, she started to speak words and I was just stopped or I go, do I have brain cancer or do I have a benign tumor in my pituitary? Because <laughs> you know, I could have like, at this point, I was like, I don't know where she's going here. So, you know, she said I had a very large macroadenoma, which is a nice way of saying a benign tumor in my pituitary and that I was pressing on my optic chiasm and that, you know, I'm lucky that my vision hasn't really, you know, I haven't had a stroke or, you know, visual, you know, defects in my optic nerve. And I did had noticed like in retrospect, my night vision had been going. And so that was like a, something that I hadn't put together. And so she, you know, referred me the very next day and I'm like, you know, I'm not having brain surgery. Like what, you know, like yeah. oh, we can figure this out. What, what, what is it? <laughs> You know, like brain surgery, what, you know, so, you know, you just, you know, layers, but like the next day, like the neurosurgeons, like assistants calling me at eight o'clock in the morning, you know, and saying, oh, Dr. Ferrer, I can get you in early before he starts surgery today. And I'm like, okay, like (laughs) I'm on the hot list of who to call. (laughs) So, you know, like I, you know, like show up on Zoom and I'm just like, you know, Dan, I know this guy's going to try to convince me to have brain surgery and I don't want it. That's my husband. And he's like, just listen to him, whatever. And so I go to the call and he shows me my MRI and I have literally a 3.2 centimeter egg in the middle of my third eye, you know, my center of my brain. And he was like, you know, I know you're a naturopath. And he he was actually very respectful, very heart-centered. Like he had a great bedside manner, which love our conventional colleagues, but neurosurgeons aren't usually, yeah. that's not like bedside manner. It's not 
first of what you hear, right? And so I was really impressed with that. And he kind of right off the bat before he went in and he just said, you're going to need surgery. And, you know, the good thing though, is that, you know, surgery typically is curative and, you know, we get rid of it. I was like, well, why do you think these things even occur? And just, and he was, he actually was open-minded enough. He kind of had like this explanation of like epigenetically, he like acknowledged, okay, genes, but the environment. And I thought, okay, that, that feels good, right? That he's even looking at that. And I didn't even have to research anyone else because come to find out like, he does this 400 times a year. Wow. He was like highly respected and he like got me in like right away. And so I was just like, holy Jesus, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting great surgery. And so, you know, after that call and, you know, knowing what we know, you know, it was, you know, I, I knew a part of me, like we had a deep knowing it would be in good hands, but it was terrifying, right? I mean, I have a four-year-old, I have a husband, I have a career. I have my whole life ahead of me. Um, and, you know, there's always the what ifs, right? And, you know, there's the anesthesia and like the uh-huh. scary part of that. Cause I'm like, where do you go there? You know, like you're just in this limbo land, you know, like, you know, like all the things. Right. And again, you know, Bobby showed up at the perfect time. Cause we had a call, like you were, you were already like, we had connected enough and you were very kind enough. Cause I think we had connected with Aaron that we were just like texting already back and forth. And you were just very generous with your time. And I had shared what I found because my grandmother told you on Thursday, oh, wow, Monday's going to be interesting. And we're, I don't <laughs> like if you have like, you know, like if you remember that. And so there was, I had told you I was getting an MRI and, you know, um, um, you just like, oh, keep me posted. And I remember you're like, oh, okay, that's a cool label. It's just density. And I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, just density, you know, okay. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, we, yeah. we were yeah. just getting to know each other. I'm like, don't worry about it. It's just- I know. You're like, oh, though, you got this. You know, it's just <laughs> density. I'm like, okay. You know, and I am like thinking all the things like, you know, my body physically walled off, probably toxicity lifetimes of probably trauma. And I'm sure I have no doubt this, you know, this experience I've gone through for the two years, which has been highly traumatic, but I'm healing through, you know, it all was like this perfect storm. Right. So we, we talked a lot and we were in each other's lives a lot, you know, you preparing me for this experience. And I honestly, I I hope, you know, I, I would not have been able to do that without you because um you know it was it was a lot right there was a lot that I had to yes. navigate through preparing and getting ready and healing from that I guess maybe this is a good time to hear like to just pause and like what your perception of what was going on like what were you seeing what were you thinking about how were you working with it like just kind of what was the lens from your etheric medicine lens of this pituitary macroadenoma that was secreting growth hormone. Mm. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, in in those words, it's like holy crap. You know? <laughs> I was in France when you told me. I remember you yeah. text or something, and I was like, okay, all right. I'm sure she's scared to death, but let's just. And then, and so it's funny. It's not funny, but it's we real <laughs> to say. For me, when I think of, you know, the moment I read that text is where I just said, 
okay, how do I help? You know, I never am like, okay, well, I'm going to do this and this and this and this and this because I never know, right? I don't know. Every single person is different because there's your energy and then physical and then this and this and all the things and the space around you. And so when I got home, right, we got on Zoom. And again, I asked, I'm like, okay, guys, like, what do we do? You know, <laughs> because it is always, it's not scary, but I'm just like, wow, I, I want to help and, and can I? So I ask, and I remember, I mean, this was not long ago. This was just a month and a half, two months ago. Not even, yeah, six yeah. weeks, yeah. I just ask, how do we help? Because see, there's a, there's an agenda that your soul, your guides, and, you know, all the things that this was in divine timing. Also, is it in divine timing to release this thing, this density being called this tumor? And because if it's not in divine timing, then you know, other things will be worked on and moved around and light and aligned. And, you know, we do all this, this work, even though I'm talking to you even right now, right? Uh, one of the gifts is like, I look straight through, you know, like the physical body and, and see the, the thoughts are like leaving little bubbles yeah. <laughs> of, yeah. of energy that tell a story, mm-hmm. you know? So your etheric body tells the story of everything Mm -hmm. and so that's where my teaching comes is to be able to see all that and I just go in what do we do and and you had never shared any past life stuff or I mean and I and then I just found myself if you remember I have my hands on my face and on my own body so I was doing a lot of stuff in the, you know, if you want to say, you know, in traveling through space and time, which we're capable of doing, I was literally at my computer, but I had traveled to you to rearrange some things and your, you know, and commune with your soul and your team. And, and then I came back and utilized my own body and I was adjusting your neck via my body. I remember giving some space there to your, you know, your, both your etheric and your physical body, like vertebrae spine and, and rear Then I started like kind of rearranging the jaw and I could see like these fissures or cracks in your face. And I think I asked you, have you had trauma like that in this lifetime? Because I was asking them is because I'm talking to them and asking questions and then they're answering. So, or they're having me ask you something out loud. It's, it's all kinds of stuff going on behind the scenes. It's super fun. And just like the knowing, like the clear knowing and the truth is like, boom, you know, it's, they don't fluff things up. And so I asked you, do you remember anything? And you had told me some, some, and I'm like, yeah, but your, your face is really cracked in this. So energetically from another life, mm-hmm. I watched, we talked about this. I watched your, cause all of a sudden to me, your face was smashed from the back to the front. 
Mm. Like you, like some trauma and then it didn't matter. I remember that what the mechanism was, but here I was left with like, remember I was like, well, if I could take your head like an accordion and pull it. So that's what I did. I stretched it back out. I know this might sound crazy, but this is the work. I stretched it back out and, and then I, I heal. I was fusing together the pieces of your face mm-hmm. and remember you were, cause you had at the time your face was swollen and you were, you know, you talk kind of like your nose was, you know, you were a little <laughs> Not that, but to me, cause I hear everything's way more amplified for me mm-hmm. because it's, there's such a strong vibration to yeah. it. Mm. It, for me so I should say you literally in this physical world don't sound that way but for me I can everything like it's a it, your voice was a like a denser vibration mm-hmm. if that makes sense mm-hmm. and things were not moving mm-hmm. energetically or you know so for me I was hearing that and seeing probably more pronounced Swelling because I'm seeing both the etheric and the physical body, the, the clog that was in your face mm-hmm. from some other lifetime of having a shattered. And so I remember you saying, I can feel you're doing something in my face. Mm-hmm. And you remember that? Yep. Yep. And straightened out your ears and all these other things. And we didn't even get yet in that session or no. Yeah. In that session, I remember we got, cause we did two on this. And then they said, the guide said, ask her how they're gonna, cause you think brain surgery, all you think it was like, oh, they're going to cut your skull open. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's yeah. what I thought, you know, yeah. at first, cause I didn't. And so they said, no. So after I was rearranging all these, then your nasal bones and all this, 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 the, the bones in your face and your cheeks, they said, ask her, because I was like, why are we doing this? Not like in a whatever, but I was like, why are we doing this? Because I like, you know, so that I understand and I'm taught and I can learn from the guides. And they said, ask her how they're going to do this surgery. So I said out loud, how, how are they going to get this? Mm-hmm. Oh, they're going to go through my nostril. Or there's a great nasal passage. like, oh, that makes sense. Spirit's agenda was to heal the past, the trauma that was being held in your etheric body from another lifetime of being shattered. Mm-hmm. Very real in this physical body, as well as this an ener- this etheric body, that because you have both, which is why we need both medicines. Mm-hmm. Is that that is such an astounding truth that at this divine time on your timeline called this illusion of this life, right? You needed this healing, both the past life, because now you're physical body had manifested this density to get your enough of your attention to heal this past life of your shattered face mm. as well as other things and so without that and we may have eventually gotten to that right but but who knows because they brought us together and divine timing and so once you said it 
they're going up my nasal passage. Then we did a little more work on your nose, I remember. And then they said, the guides told me, we, it's sticky. Remember? Maybe that was even the first, it was in France. I yeah. didn't even met, seen you yet on Zoom. I was like, oh, it's sticky. Do you have a picture? Remember, I was like, do you have a picture of it? Because it's really sticky. And then I started kind of working on it, just, you know, not with you on the phone, but you allow, like I would tap in on you and kind of check it out. And then I came to understand, oh, we need to make it more lubricated. Mm -hmm. And people would think, well, how do you go etherically and lubricate (laughs) a thing, you know, that's sitting in a tumor that's sitting and smashed in someone's brain? Mm -hmm. Hey. Like this, this is, this is what happened. So we then on the second session, our focus was to, I I could see the shape of it was to, and it was smashed in there. Mm-hmm. And so, but we needed, I became clear that for some reason, which I didn't even know until the day you told me that this thing needed to be slippery. Mm-hmm. So that when they went up there and, you know, pulled it out, that it all, it was very important that it come out in one piece. Mm-hmm. And I never Googled this or looked at, like, I just, I stayed here. And so we did that, this work, and I won't go into all those details. But then, then the, then the second session, once it was lubricated, I think we did that in like two or three sessions. Then the best analogy is like when you're rock, if you're rock climbing or something and you're going between two rocks that are pretty close together, like in Joshua tree or something, you know, you push your hands against those rocks and then you get your feet, you know, like to hold your weight, you push against the rocks. And I traveled to you and was like, like pushing, <laughs> giving space. Mm. Just enough space, not a lot, but just enough. And it was, so it was just sort of sitting there and I was like, oh, well, we need to give it space or it just comes out in one piece. And you're like, well, that would be nice. <laughs> that would be great. I'm like, oh, it'll be fine. And I think the use of the surgery would be how long possibly? Yeah, like uh, two or so hours. Yeah, they told me. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought it was they had like marked it out for four hours. Uh, yeah, they. I think they, um, I know it's funny how all this is a blur now. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was probably like they, like I think they booked the room for three or four hours. Uh, but yeah, it was, and I was like, I hope it doesn't take that long. Yeah, Spirit yeah. was like, nah, you'll be out of there before two hours. And you're like, what? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Like, oh, a piece of cake. Yeah. And then you tell it what happened. <laughs> yeah. So then, um, you know, I asked my husband because the the surgeon called him before, like at the beginning of the surgery and at the end, and he was probably only working on me. Uh, you know, you have to go through anesthesia and all that stuff. And so, like, probably an hour. And you were saying it's going to be like an hour. And I think with I, the surgery was two hours. And he was with uh, like working on me for an hour and then I'll kind of skip to the part where I do my follow-up. It's two weeks after this thing is removed from my brain and through my nose. (laughs) 
And, you know, you know, he's, he's scoping it and making sure I'm healing. And, you know, it's funny how, what they say after you go through that, like, you know, how large it was and, you know, like, yeah. it was, you know, it was, it was a big deal. And, um, you know, I was just kind of like fishing for some information and he was so kind. He was like running two hours late that day. And I'm like, I run two hours late. Don't worry. Like I was just, <laughs> I had, I was off work. It didn't matter. So they were just, you know, kind of busy, but you know, I was just asking about it. And because it was so connected to University of Washington, I agreed to that they could use some of the tissue for research because they have a tumor bank and, you know, why not? Right. And he, he told me, oh, the pathology report came back. I was asking about it. And he said, you know, your tumor is unique in that there's different groups of types of cells. And so I'm going to be studying it because I want to understand why your tumor he said it in just one word, came out so easily. <laughs> and I was just like, it was one of those moments. I'm like, did I just hear that? <laughs> did I just hear that? You know, but he said, you know, I'm like, you know, I don't want to be like, oh, yeah. God, the theory of medicine, she helped you do your job. You know, like, you know, like we weren't there yet. You know, like, yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I didn't, I didn't want to like, you know, go there yet, but it was just like, I'm like, if he only knew, you know, like of all the things, right. But um, but I, I think it's just like a, you know, perfect illustration, this experience, because, you know, I'm a naturopath. And so like to go get brain surgery, that was kind of like, oh, wow, like, yeah, you know, why am I go like, what happened? What did I do to like, go get neurosurgery? Like not even yeah. just conventional medicine, like the hardest kind, <laughs> you know, like yeah. what's going on, you know, but it was like a really, I think a really amazing experience for me because I mean I grew up my family was conventionally trained and everything so I grew up in that world so it was kind of like a revisiting right of that world and I think in this time there's so much polarity right we're all like my way no my way oh my way you know like and it's like no it's like it's the intersection and the integration and yeah I get it like where like we use like the right tools at the right time for the people and if it's conventional or theoretic medicine I mean I think that always has a role and then you know functional naturopathic whatever like you know we're all on our journey and um going through that gave me tremendous respect for this neurosurgeon who's dedicated his life to do something that's very hard and like to be that brave every day you know like I was just that he just oh no big deal like but you know so that that gave me so much compassion and and then on the other side I was like oh my gosh like this could be so much better they have no idea how much easier their job would be like because I'm a patient I didn't tell them all this stuff but like all the things that I was doing like of course this work and then you know doing the things I'm you know, my light helmet and my watch and my this and my that, you know, like all the things that, you know, just hopefully makes, you know, my healing better and their healing easier as well. And, you know, just even sitting there and like pre-op, I'm like, what about acupuncture and meditation? And, you know, everyone's probably scared and, you know, like, you know, there's just like so much room and like, wouldn't that be fun if we actually could work together more, (laughs) you know? know? And so, and I, I think about, I mean, I, I'm really dabbling in like, okay, what's the future of medicine? Because we can all agree, like everyone, people are sick and in crisis in the last three years have just been, you know, insane, you know, for people. 
was like part of like where I feel really called and what my talk really was about, like at Paleo FX was like bridging, like how do we bridge? And I was just more in the, from the plane of bridging what I was called, you know, not calling etheric medicine at the time, but, you know, bridging like biofield science and the idea yeah. of the field with functional medicine. So I was kind of thinking like, how do we bring these worlds together? But I think we need to like, this is a time, like, how do we take the best of what we all know to get people better during this time? And so, so yeah, I'm just literally, I mean, I had my follow-up MRI um, last week everything's normal. My, they were tracking my growth hormone, which was 50. It should be less than one. It's already 0.7 or 0.5. Nice. My IGF one was 820, which it should be less than 200. It was 160 already, you know? So like everything is going back like really quickly. Yeah. Recalibrating my lawsuit is settled today. Yeah. <laughs> so I just, yeah, I just am extremely grateful for meeting you at, at the perfect time. And and we're just only beginning. And that's where yeah. I really wanted to bring, you know, Bobby into this conversation yeah, into you. my community, not only for anyone who's listening to this, please call Bobby if you feel called, like, please, it will only put you on your healing path. But, you know, how do we continue to have a really elevated conversation about these topics? And what I think, again, I've only been doing this 12 years, but like people in the beginning were like in the closet talking about the energy workers they were using. Yeah. The, the like the woo stuff they were doing and being afraid to even bring it into even a naturopath, like what they were really doing. And it's yeah. like, how do we really like bring that there? Yeah, the truth. Yeah, the yeah. truth. <laughs> and to, I mean, this is really what it's about at yeah. the end of the day. Like this, I mean, this is what healing is about. Like yeah. so not yeah. a side note, it's it's like the work, you know. <laughs> so so it, it is the yeah. truth of us too. Yeah. The thing is like I love what I love so much about you is that, yes, you're a naturopathic doctor. You come from, a, you know, a line of doctors, but that, you know, you, it's vital. Then you, so you know that you now you've experienced it, but you've always been open to it, but it's vital that like, you know, in what I'm experiencing, you know, years ago when I started doing this and it was called etheric medicine and I even Montel Williams right he's like Bobby people are not ready for this and <laughs> I was like well they're gonna be because it's who we are we have an etheric body and he was always like okay all right <laughs> you, bet, huh? you know and people were always making comments on my Instagram all these things and I I had to not care because I've always been on the mission but you know, one of the things that's happening right now that I just like, please, like I say, and I'm, we've talked about, and you've said, it's like, I didn't, a great example is like, I never said to you, hey, my medicine is mm-hmm. going to pull that thing out of your brain. Mm-hmm. What I So you don't need a surgeon. You don't need this neurologist. No, what I, I was, it was like, we were teamwork, right? It's like, spike it up in the air and he like hits it over the net because you know like he said it's like well usually those things are so sticky they break apart I remember him telling you that typically they leave yeah some material behind and it regenerates and you're never really cured but you got you're like you're signed off on 
But it's like, if we could work together, like you said, but what's happening is a lot of doctors now who, and this is just the truth, it's not a judgment, but like, are trying to figure out or learn my medicine or somebody who does work, you know, nobody does the same work, you know, everybody's here on their own mission with their own gifts, their own teachings and all the, their own peeps and doctors and whatever. But like, for me, it's like, I have people signing up and doing sessions with me or coming on my groups. They want to learn what I'm doing instead of collaborate Mm -hmm. so that they can, you know, it's like, oh, and then, you know, misinforming people about the level of their knowing around this kind of medicine. When it's like, hey, you stick to your expertise, which is so vital, so important, you know, mm-hmm. and and collaborate with someone like me or, you know, whatever, whoever, but that we, but together, I know there's a cure for cancer. I know that I'm on a mission to be a part of that. There's a cure for every physical body disease or illness because it all began elsewhere. It began in the etheric, right? And so these machines that I, that you speak about too, that like, you know, and a lot of my cancer clients are like, oh, they're getting hooked up to these machines to like gauge their energy fields why do you think you're doing that because it's it's in the energy body but the thing is so instead of just working with somebody who can like for me I'm like like scan and and then the organs tell me why they're what's going on and they commune with me about what they need or don't need or like how they're feeling and if they're overtaxed, then the other organs that have to pick up the slack for them because they're starting to, you know, not work right. And I mean, this literally is is the truth. And th- this is what's available. And so, but this this medicine outside of spirit medicine is seeking ways to literally simulate spirit medicine, you know, or my medicine or anyone else's medicine, the the people that came here were, you know, came here, their soul came to inhabit the body to bring this level of healing to humanity. I'm clear I did. And there's a lot of people who have, but instead of trying to simulate, take the time Mm -hmm. and the education and the, this and the, that to like hook your client up when guys, Patients, people want to be seen Mm. as them and like hear them and be witness to their pain. That's Mm. healing in itself. It's like, okay, hook me up to this machine and tell me, oh, my pain is vibrating red. I don't even know how those machines work, but like, oh, okay, uh uh-huh. Yes, you're vibrant. Oh, okay. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming by. And then they're leaving and they're still in pain. Yeah. But then what are you going to do with that information? Like it, what's coming through here now is like, okay, you gather, it's just another way of gathering information that ultimately you can't really, okay, great. You have all the information. Now what? Oh, well, let's try this or this or this is like you said, you put these helmets on and all this other stuff, but like, wouldn't you rather be able to actually sit with someone or a group of people and and be like 
let's ask this body what it needs or wants. Mm-hmm. Because I know I've done thousands of sessions and I know from the guides, there is no energy body that is the same. Mm-hmm. And so anything you're putting into the physical body, even all these supplements, they could be, they're amazing. If they're planted, you know, they're all, they could be very powerful on their own or as a collaboration. Yes, there's nothing wrong with it, but you can't, it's like Spirit called it last week, um, the cancer kit. Yeah. People are just like, okay, here's your cancer kit, you know, do this and this and this and take all this and this and this, but you're putting all this and this and this in a completely depleted body. So you're asking a depleted body to actually try to utilize all these things. And it's actually pushing your body into further emergency Mm -hmm. and calling the body off of its innate ability, that intrinsic ability, innate ability to heal. Mm-hmm. We just have to know and ask, what does this body need mm-hmm. and not need? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then go from that place and help it by moving things in and out and rearranging energetically, vibrationally, and all these things so that we can show up for the healing and hold this this, these bodies, etheric and physical, hold them in, in reverence mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. instead of just, you know, there's a, and that's what's available with this medicine. It's like, you don't need a machine. You need both these brilliant minds and purposes to come together and really care about the person in front of us. Yeah. Not our egos, not, can I like, I'm playing, I'm like, <laughs> Putting hotels on all my properties. I'm taking all <laughs> everything on the board. Is yeah. you know, like that's not serving. Yeah. That's not being in service to anything but our egos is not being in service to our purpose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. need us. We talk about this all the time. People really need us right now mm-hmm. to see them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and I think that's why. It's just been so easy to connect with you, right? Where I feel very connected and we have very similar, you know, purposes with different, very yeah. different. Yeah. Totally. And, you know, of course, um, honored and, you know, to be a witness of what you're able to do and remind us of, you know, the the truth of, you know, who we are and why we're here to heal and what that looks like. And again, I, I agree. I think that, you know, one of the things as we probably share information more like teaching people like discernment from their own being of what's truth and not giving that power away or not being led to just think they all of a sudden, um, you know, have this elevated sense of understanding before they do, or, you know, just right, like we're, right, all, right. we're all kind of, um, I think we're all on our path. And I think that the biggest thing is, I mean, like that really listening to that feeling, like when there's truth in front of you, right. And you're connected to truth. Like that is the the moment we connected this morning, today before this call, like you were saying words that were truth and my body was lit up, you know, like I, I, there was no, 
words, you know, there's like, okay, we're connected, whatever's going to happen. I'm totally at peace. You know, it's, you know, um, so yeah, just kind of speaking from that place and my goal, Bobby, and I'm, I know we're in agreement here is that we continue these conversations and I really want to share your work with my community more and more. And I really want us to have this collaborative conversation and, you know, so we can share what we're seeing and what we're, you know, experiencing. So we can really, yeah, just anyone who's tuned in, they they can have that sense of hope that they're not alone. Alone. Yeah. They don't have to figure this out alone. Uh-huh. We might not all have the answers in PubMed right now, but there is a healing path forward for <laughs> everyone, you know, and that's okay. I'm just super excited. And I, I cannot wait to just do this work in collaboration with you more and more. Yeah, me too. I, I, I mean, that just makes my heart sing, like my feet leave the ground because as you know, I've been, you know, calling that in and calling that in for years and saying yes to that and asking for people like you, your beautiful aligned heart to show up when it's time. And it's time, you know, it now is, is time and here we are. And I can't wait to show up and be in service at that level. And you just said, we may not have a spirit red flagged something. And then the vibration of what you just said, uh, we may not have all the answers, but the thing is, I don't go into sessions having any answers. I ask. So what I know beyond no, beyond no, is that we don't have to have in our human minds all the answers. And that's to me what science is. No offense, like because there's a place for that's science. What I, was, I was speaking to because I'm just hearing someone say, because I was on a webinar before this and I was sharing about gemotherapy and someone said, there's not enough research on PubMed. And I was just like, that's cool. You know, like I'm totally yeah. open to there being that, but like, we can have both and, you know what I mean? We don't have to have one or the other, you know? So just speaking from that voice, that might be. No, 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 I get it. No, I just was saying, it's like, it got like some little pins and things. And I was like, I heard it. I know. (laughs) Because the truth is right. Like, well, as spirits, I did a video months ago, like I stopped being on social media because it's too whatever, but they, you know, science is, is the limitation is the, is the limitation of the least limited human mind, right? Which, and there's a lot of brilliance out here, but the human mind is still limited mm-hmm. and all answers, all answers as you've seen. I mean, you've seen not just with your, your brain surgery, but your other court and all of that is like, ask and you shall receive, you know, it's either our higher mind or soul as self already knows mm-hmm. our guides have the information that we don't have. It's all here. That's why I know if we all work together, we can literally uncover and bring to this lifetime, the cure, the real healing, the mm-hmm. literally for everything, mm-hmm. but we have to, people have to be willing. People have to be willing to really heal. People have to be willing to collaborate. Mm. Love to be, you know, everyone's got to be willing and come together together mm. um, and unite in that way because we all really are connected. Mm. It, it is true. It's not just the hashtag or whatever. It's like, it is the truth because 
I like the spaces when I'm in my group sessions, which is, and then I know we're going to wrap up in group sessions. If people could understand the truth that even they don't even know each other or whatever, when I drop in and the guides and I converge on people and our gauge is like, it's the most beautiful thing, but people's pain Mm -hmm. and their thoughts and their false beliefs and, and things like that all come into the space, not just that's residing within them or just right here in their etheric bodies. Those things, the vibration of them, I know this best way is it comes out in the spaces between us Mm. and the most beautiful thing to be taught and to learn and to understand is a, that we really are affecting ever the whole world with either judgment or trying to shame other people or we shame ourselves around the things we believe or have been told this, that, like all it, it's like, I can hear it's, it sounds like a, a room full of a really crowded room full of people to hear people's unconscious beliefs and conscious beliefs about themselves all at once is like, Mm. definitely how much pain we're all in and the shit that we believe part of my French like the stuff we believe Mm -hmm. that isn't even real the only thing that's real and true is that we are powerful high vibrating light beings capable of anything and everything if we intend it but we have to believe it we have to own it we have to start calling that in but when it comes out into the space around people now we go in and we're like clearing these the space between people and when we do that clearing rising together vibrationally the resonance begins to raise it's not oh one person's here and the other person oh because they did this or that and they you stay over there and down there it's like no once people are willing to heal they actually allow their soul allows and their to these things to be up and out and like thrown in the pot for healing. And when they do that, we all heal. Mm. It's a tide lifts all boats, right? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, you know, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, love it. it's the truth. Mm. And I just ask that everybody, you know moving forward in their day and their life and their moments and in all these things is to know that like we are all all of us regardless of who we are what we think we've done and what we think we deserve or don't deserve we're all so deeply loved mm. we're so deeply loved and we're so connected you don't have to hear it feel it know it for it to be true it's already true there's nothing you need to do to make that true mm already that and to to come in and step into the space of togetherness because this is the only way things are going to shift there's no one that can beat somebody there or all of us there or this or that it's like it's not going to happen until we all decide like no man left behind right it's like till we all decide to truly love ourselves first and love others and the compassion and so that we all rise together into this new place it's the only way it's going to happen amen yeah that's true no i i so appreciate you sharing that right now i think so many people need to hear that 
Yeah, I know. Uh, it's, it's why I'm off social media. The pain is palpable, you know, for people, somebody like me for a lot. I mean, I'm sure it's palpable for everybody, but it's, de- it's deafening. It's crushing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, you know, so I, I have, you know, refrained from going out in larger groups right now and everything just because it's, I just want to everybody like breathe, you know, breathe light and oxygen and drink water and go be with trees because trees have the intention of healing you. They're in partnership with you and can give and like all those things are free. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All of them are free. They're here for you. CBD and THC, like brilliant vibrational medicine so well-intentioned and powerful and like you can be willing to heal you know be willing and um that's really really it yeah and don't worry about what's relevant or not relevant you know like my dad told me years ago who was a West Point grad attorney Barbarino, I don't care if you're an underwater basket weaver just be the best underwater basket weaver there is and I never understood that till till just recently. It's like, oh, yeah, everything is a high service as long as you have passion about it. Mm-hmm. It's good enough. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, is good enough. Mm-hmm. And people need, we need basket weavers. We need teachers. We need people who do an amazing house cleaning who doesn't love coming home to a clean house? Don't you feel so loved? What a gift. You know, like every single thing. And I just lastly say, like, guys, whatever you're doing right now, like if it's does it bring you joy? Are you called to it's like that's good enough? Yeah. I think a lot of people needed to hear that as well. And Again, we're going to have, this is just one of the conversations (laughs) and I want people to know your website is ethericmedicine.com. We're going to have all of that information along with this uh, podcast and the show notes and the email that this goes out with and everything. So you can find Bobby um, if you're called and I highly recommend it. And I just am excited to be on this journey alongside you. So thank you. Yes, me too. Thank you. Thank you all for listening to the Spectrum of Health podcast. I hope you enjoyed my conversation today with Bobby Vogel. Please check out her website, ethericmedicine.com. And if you've been enjoying these podcasts, I would be so grateful if you left an iTunes review, as well as if you are seeking care and would like to be supported at Eminence Health. I have an amazing team of doctors and you can find out more at eminencehealth.com and I hope you have a beautiful day.